Section 28 of the Forbidden Books of the New Testament, translated by Archbishop William Wake. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by C. J. Plogue. Third Hermas, Similitudes 8 and 9, verses 1 to 100. Similitude 8. That there are many kinds of elect and of repenting sinners, and how all of these shall receive a reward proportionable to the measure of their repentance and good works. Again he showed me a willow which covered the fields and the mountains, under whose shadow came all such as were called by the name of the Lord. And by that willow stood an angel of the Lord very excellent and lofty, and did cut down boughs from the willow with a great hook, and reached out to the people that were under the shadow of the willow, little rods as it were about a foot long. And when all of them had taken them, he laid aside his hook, and the tree continued entire, as I had before seen it, at which I wondered and mused within myself. Then that shepherd said unto me, Forbear to wonder that the tree continues whole, notwithstanding so many boughs have been cut off from it. But stay a little, for now it shall be shown thee what that angel means, who gave those rods to the people. So he again demanded the rods of them and in the same order that every one had received them was he called to them and restored his rod which when he had received he examined them for some he received them dry and rotten and as it were touched with the moth those he commanded to be separated from the rest and placed by themselves others gave in their rods dry indeed but not touched with the moth these also he ordered to be set by themselves others gave in their rods half dry these also were set apart others gave in their rods half dry and cleft these too were set by themselves others brought in their rods half dry and half green and these were in like manner placed by themselves others delivered up their rods two parts green and the third dry and they too were set apart others brought their rods two parts dry and the third green and were also placed by themselves others delivered up their rods less dry for there was but a very little to wit their tops dry but they had clefts and these were set in like manner by themselves in the rods of others there was but a little green and the rest dry and these were set aside by themselves others came and brought their rods green as they had received them and the greatest part of the people brought their rods thus and the messenger greatly rejoiced at these and they also were put apart by themselves others brought their rods not only green but full of branches and these were set aside being also received by the angel with great joy others brought their rods green with branches and those also some fruit upon them they who had such rods were very cheerful and the angel himself took great joy at them nor was the shepherd that stood with me less pleased with them then the angel of the lord commanded crowns to be brought and the crowns were brought made of palms and the angel crowned those men in whose rods he found the young branches with fruit and commanded them to go into the tower he also sent those into the tower in whose hands he found branches without fruit giving a seal unto them for they had the same garment that is one white as snow with which he bade them go into the tower and so he did to those who returned their rods green as they had received them giving them a white garment and so sent them away to go into the tower having done this he said to the shepherd that was with me i go my way 
But do thou send these within the walls, every one into the place in which he is deserved to dwell, examining first their rods, but examine them diligently that no one deceive thee. And if any one shall escape thee, I will try them upon the altar. Having said this to the shepherd, he departed. After he was gone, the shepherd said unto me, Let us take the rods from them and plant them, if perchance they may grow green again. I said unto him, Sir, how can those dry rods ever grow green again? He answered me, That tree is a willow, and always loves to live. If therefore these rods shall be planted and receive a little moisture, many of them will recover themselves. Wherefore I will try, and will pour water upon them. And if any of them can live, I will rejoice with them. But if not, at least by this means I shall be found not to have neglected my part. Then he commanded me to call them. And they all came unto him, every one in the rank in which he stood, and gave him their rods, which having received, he planted every one of them in their several orders. And after he had planted them all, he poured much water upon them, insomuch that they were covered with water, and did not appear above it. Then when he had watered them, he said unto me, Let us depart, and after a little time we will return and visit them. For he who created this tree would have all those live that received rods from it. And I hope now that these rods are thus watered, many of them receiving in the moisture will recover. I said unto him, Sir, tell me what this tree denotes. For I am greatly astonished that after so many branches have been cut off, it seems still to be whole. Nor does there anything the less of it appear to remain which greatly amazes me. He answered, Hearken. This great tree which covers the plains and the mountains and all the earth is the law of God, published throughout the whole world. Now this law is the Son of God, who is preached to all the ends of the earth. The people that stand under its shadow are those which have heard his preaching and believed. The great and venerable angel which you saw was Michael, who had the power over his people and governs them. For he has planted the law in the hearts of those who have believed, and therefore he visits them to whom he has given the law, to see if they have kept it. And he examines every one's rods, and of those many that are weakened, for those rods are the law of the Lord. Then he discerns all those who have not kept the law, knowing the place of every one of them. I said unto him, Sir, why did he send away some to the tower, and left others here to you? He replied, Those who have transgressed the law which they received from him are left in my power, that they may repent of their sins, but they who fulfilled this law and kept it are under his power. But who then, said I, are those who went into the tower crowned? He replied, All such as have striven with the devil have overcome him are crowned. And they are those who have suffered hard things, that they might keep the law. But they who gave up their rods green, and with young branches, but without fruit, have indeed endured trouble for the same law, but have not suffered death. Neither have they denied their holy law. They who delivered up their rods green as they received them, are those who were modest and just, and have lived with a very pure mind, and kept the commandments of God. The rest thou shalt know when I shall have considered those rods which I have planted and watered. After a few days we returned, and in the same place stood that glorious angel, and I stood by him. Then he said unto me, Gird thyself with a towel, and serve me. And I girded myself with a clean towel, which was made of a coarse cloth. And when he saw me girded and ready to minister unto him, he said, Call those men whose rods have been planted, 
every one in his order as he gave them and he brought me into the field and i called them all and they all stood ready in their several ranks then he said unto me let every one pluck up his rod and bring it unto me and first they delivered theirs whose rods had been dry and rotten and those whose rods still continued so he commanded to stand apart then they came whose rods had been dry but not rotten some of these delivered in their rods green others dry and rotten as if they had been touched by the moth those who gave them up green he commanded to stand apart but those whose rods were dry and rotten he caused to stand with the first sort then came they whose rods had been half dry and cleft many of these gave up their rods green and uncleft others delivered them up green with branches like unto theirs who went crowned into the tower others delivered them up dry but not rotten and some gave them up as they were before all dry and cleft every one of these he ordered to stand apart some by themselves others in their respective ranks then they came they whose rods had been green but cleft these delivered their rods altogether green and stood in their own order and the shepherd rejoiced at these because they were all changed and free from their clefts then they gave in their rods who had them half green and half dry of these some were found wholly green others half dry others green with young shoots and all these were sent away every one to his proper rank then they gave up their rods who had them before two parts green and the third dry many of those gave in their rods green many half dry the rest dry but not rotten so these were sent away each to his proper place then came they who before had their rods two parts dry and the third green many of these delivered up their rods half dry others dry and rotten others half dry and cleft but few green and all these were set every one in his own rank then they reached in their rods in which there was before but a little green and the rest dry their rods were for the most part found green having little boughs with fruit upon them and the rest altogether green and the shepherd upon sight of these rejoiced exceedingly because he had found them thus and they also went to their proper orders now after he had examined all their rods he said unto me i told thee this tree loved life thou seest how many have repented and attained unto salvation sir said i i see it that thou mightest know saith he that the goodness and mercy of the lord is great and to be had in honour who gave his spirit to them that were found worthy of repentance i answered sir why then did not all of them repent he replied those whose minds the lords foresaw would be pure and that they would serve him with all their heart to them he gave repentance but for those whose deceit and wickedness he beheld and perceived that they would not truly return unto him to them he denied any return unto repentance lest they should again blaspheme his law with wicked words i said unto him now sir make known unto me what is the place of every one of those who had given up their rods and what their portion that when they may not have kept their seal entire but have wasted the seal which they received shall hear and believe these things and may acknowledge their evil deeds and repent and receiving again their seal from you may give glory to god that he was moved with compassion towards them and sent you to renew their spirits hearken said he they whose rods have been found and rotten as it were touched with the moth are the deserters and the betrayers of the church 
who with the rest of their crimes have also blasphemed the lord and denied his name when he had called upon them therefore all these are dead unto god and thou seest that none of them have repented although they have heard my commands which thou hast delivered unto them from these men therefore life is far distant they also who have delivered up their rods dry but not rotten have not been far from them for they have been counterfeits and brought in evil doctrines and have perverted the servants of god especially those who had sinned not suffering them to return unto repentance but keeping them back by their false doctrines these therefore have hope and thou seest that many of them have repented since the time that thou hast laid my commands before them and many more will yet repent but they that shall not repent shall lose both repentance and life but they that have repented their place is begun to be within the first walls and some of them are even gone into the tower thou seest therefore said he that in the repentance of sinners there is life but for those who repent not death is prepared hear now concerning those who gave in their rods half dry and full of clefts those whose rods were only half dry are the doubtful for they are neither living nor dead but they who delivered in their rods not only half dry but also full of clefts are both doubtful and evil speakers who detract from those that are absent and have never peace among themselves and who envy one another howbeit to those also repentance is offered for thou seest that some of these have repented now all those of this kind who have quickly repented shall have a place in the tower and they who have been more slow in their repentance shall dwell within the walls but they that shall not repent and shall continue on in their wicked doings shall die the death as for those who had their rods green but yet cleft they are such as were always faithful and good but they had some envy and strife among themselves concerning dignity and pre-eminence now all such as are vain and without understanding contend with one another about these things nevertheless seeing they are otherwise good if when they shall hear these commands they shall amend themselves and shall at my persuasion suddenly repent they shall at last dwell in the tower like those who have truly and worthily repented but if any one shall again return to his dissension he shall be shut out from the tower and shall lose his life for the life of those who keep the commandments of the lord consist in doing what they are commanded not in principality or in any other dignity for by forbearance and humility of mind man shall attain unto life but by seditions and contempt of the law they shall purchase death unto themselves they who in their rods had half dry and half green are those who are engaged in many affairs of the world and are not joined to the saints for which cause half of them liveth and half is dead wherefore many of these since the time that they have heard my commands have repented and begun to dwell in the tower but some of them have wholly fallen away to these there is no more place for repentance for by reason of their present interests they have blasphemed and denied god and for this wickedness they have lost life and of these many are still in doubt yet these may return and if they shall quickly repent they shall have a place in the tower but if they shall be more slow they shall dwell within the walls but if they shall not repent they shall die as for those who had two parts of their rods green and the third dry they have by manifold ways denied the lord of these many have repented and found a place in the tower and many have altogether departed from god these have utterly lost life 
and some being in a doubtful state have raised up dissensions these may yet return if they shall suddenly repent and not continue in their lusts but if they shall continue in their evil doing they shall die they who gave in their rods two parts dry and the other green are those who have indeed been faithful but withal rich and full of good things and thereupon have desired to be famous among the heathen which are without and have thereby fallen into great pride and begun to aim at high matters and to forsake the truth nor were they joined to the saints but lived with the heathen and this life seemed the more pleasant to them howbeit they have not departed from god but continued in the faith only they have not wrought the works of faith many therefore of these have repented and begun to dwell in the tower yet others still living among the heathen people and being lifted up with their vanities have utterly fallen away from god and followed the works and wickedness of the heathen these kind of men therefore are reckoned among strangers to the gospel others of these began to be doubtful in their minds despairing by reason of their wicked doings ever to attain unto salvation others being thus made doubtful did moreover stir up dissensions to these therefore and to those who by reason of their doings are become doubtful there is still hope of return but they must repent quickly that their place may be in the tower but they that repent not and continue still in their pleasures are nigh unto death as for those who gave in their rods green excepting their tops which only were dry and had clefts these were always good and faithful and upright before god nevertheless they sinned a little by reason of their empty pleasures and trifling thoughts which they had within themselves wherefore many of them when they heard my words repented forthwith and began to dwell in the tower nevertheless some grew doubtful and others to their doubtful minds added dissensions to these therefore there is still hope of return because they were always good but they shall not hardly be moved as for those lastly who gave in their rods dry their tops only excepted which alone were green they are such as have believed indeed in god but have lived in wickedness yet without departing from god having always willingly borne the name of the lord and readily received into their houses the servants of god wherefore hearing these things they returned and without delay repented and lived in all righteousness and some of them suffered death others readily underwent many trials being mindful of their evil doings if and when he had ended his explications of all the rods he said unto me go and say unto all men that they repent and they shall live unto god because the lord being moved with great clemency hath sent me to preach repentance unto all even unto those who by reason of their evil doings deserve not to attain unto salvation but the lord will be patient and keep the invitation that was made by his son i said unto him sir i hope that all when they shall hear these things will repent for i trust that every one acknowledging his crimes and taking up the fear of the lord will return unto repentance he said unto me whosoever shall repent with all their hearts and cleanse themselves from all the evils that i have before mentioned and not add anything more to their sins shall receive from the lord cure of their former iniquities if they do not make any doubt of these commands and shall live unto god but they that shall continue to add to their transgressions and still converse with the lusts of the present world shall condemn themselves unto death but do thou walk in these commands and whosoever shall walk in these and exercise them rightly shall live unto god and having showed me all these things he said i will show thee the rest in a few days 
Similitude 9 The greatest mysteries of the militant and triumphant church which is to be built. After I had written the commands and similitudes of the shepherd, the angel of repentance came unto me, and said to me, I will show thee all those things which the Spirit spake with thee under the figure of the church. For that Spirit is the Son of God. And because thou wert weak in body, it was not declared unto thee by the angel, until thou wert strengthened by the Spirit, and increased in force, that thou mightest also see the angel. For then indeed the building of the tower was very well and gloriously shown unto thee by the church. Nevertheless thou sawest all things shown unto thee as it were by a virgin. But now thou art enlightened by the angel, and yet by the same spirit. But thou must consider all things diligently, for therefore am I sent into thy house by that venerable messenger, that when thou shalt have seen all things powerfully, thou mayest not be afraid as before. And he led me to the height of a mountain in Arcadia, and we sat upon its top, and he showed me a great plain, and about it twelve mountains in different figures. The first was black as soot, the second was smooth without herbs, the third was full of thorns and thistles, the fourth had herbs half dried, of which the upper part was green, but that next the root was dry, and some of the herbs, when the sun grew hot, were dry. The fifth mountain was very rugged, but yet had green herbs. The sixth mountain was full of clefts, some lesser and some greater, and in these clefts grew grass, not flourishing, but which seemed to be withering. The seventh mountain had delightful pasture and was wholly fruitful, and all kinds of cattle and of the birds of heaven fed upon it. And the more they fed on it, the more and better did the grass grow. The eighth mountain was full of fountains, and from the fountains were watered all kinds of creatures of God. The ninth mountain had no water at all, but was wholly destitute of it, and nourished deadly serpents, very destructive to men. The tenth mountain was full of tall trees, and together shady, and under the shade of them lay cattle resting and chewing the cud. The eleventh mountain was full of the thickest trees, and those trees seemed to be loaded with several sorts of fruit, that whosoever saw them could not choose but desire to eat of their fruit. The twelfth mountain was altogether white, and of a most pleasant aspect and itself gave a most excellent beauty to itself. In the middle of the plain he showed me a huge white rock, which rose out of the plain, and the rock was higher than those mountains, and was square, so that it seemed capable of supporting the whole world. It looked to me to be old, yet it had in it a new gate, which seemed to have been newly hewn out of it. Now that gate was bright beyond the sun itself, insomuch that I greatly wondered at its light. About the gate stood twelve virgins, of which four that stood at the corners of the gate seemed to me to be the chiefest, although the rest were also of worth, and they stood in the four parts of the gate. It added also to the grace of those virgins that they stood in pairs, clothed with linen garments, and decently girded, their right arms being at liberty, as if they were about to lift up some burden, for they were adorned, and were exceedingly cheerful and ready. When I saw this, I wondered with myself to see such great and noble things, and again I admired upon the account of those virgins that they were so handsome and delicate, and stood with such firmness and constancy, as if they would carry the whole heaven. And as I was thinking thus within myself, the shepherd said unto me, What thinkest thou within thyself? Why art thou disquieted, and fillest thyself with care? Do not seem to consider as if thou wert wise what thou doest not understand, but pray unto the Lord that thou mayest have ability to understand it. 
what is to come thou canst not understand but thou seest that which is before thee be not therefore disquieted at those things which thou canst not see but get the understanding of those which thou seest forbear to be curious and i will show thee all things that i ought to declare unto thee but first consider what yet remains and when he had said this unto me i looked up and behold i saw six tall and venerable men coming their countenances were all alike and they called a certain multitude of men and they who came at their call were also tall and stout and those six commanded them to build a certain tower over that gate and immediately there began to be a great noise of those men running here and there about the gate who were coming together to build the tower but those virgins which stood about the gate perceived that the building of the tower was to be hastened by them and they stretched out their hands as if they were to receive somewhat from them to do then those six men commanded that they should lift up stones out of a certain deep place and prepare them for the building of the tower and there were lifted up ten white stones square and not cut round then those six men called the ten virgins to them and commanded them to carry all the stones that were to be put into the building and having carried them through the gate to deliver them to those that were about to build the tower immediately the virgins began all of them together to lift up those stones that were before taken out of the deep and they who also stood about the gate did carry stones in such a manner that those stones which seemed to be the strongest were laid at the corners and the rest were put into the sides and thus they carried all the stones and bringing them through the gate delivered them to the builders as they had been commanded who receiving them at their hands built with them but this building was made upon that great rock and over the gate and by these the whole tower was supported but the building of the ten stones filled the whole gate which began to be made for the foundation of that tower and after those ten stones did five and twenty others rise up out of the deep and these were placed in the building of the same tower being lifted up by those virgins as the others had been before after these did five and thirty others rise up and these were also in like manner fitted into the same work then forty other stones were brought up and all these were added unto the building of that tower so there began to be four ranks in the foundation of that tower and the stones ceased to rise out of the deep and they also which built rested a little again those six men commanded the multitude that they should bring stones out of those twelve mountains to the building of the same tower so they cut out all of the mountains stones of diverse colors and brought them and gave them to the virgins which when they had received they carried them and delivered them into the building of the tower in which when they were built they became white and different from what they were before for they were all alike and did change their former colors and some were reached up by the men themselves which when they came into the building continued such as they were put in these neither became white nor different from what they were before because they were not carried by the virgins through the gate wherefore these stones were disagreeable in the building which when these six men perceived they commanded them to be removed and put again in the place from which they were brought and they said to those who brought up these stones do not ye reach up to us any stones for this building but lay them down by the tower that these virgins may carry them and reach them to us for unless they shall be carried by these virgins through this gate they cannot change their colours therefore do not labour in vain so the building that day was done howbeit the tower was not finished for it was afterwards to be built therefore now also there was some delay made of it and these six men commanded those that built to depart and as it were to rest for some time 
but they ordered those virgins that they should not depart from the tower so now they seemed to me to be left for the guarding of it when all were departed i said unto the shepherd sir why is not the building of the tower finished because it cannot said he be finished until its lord comes and approves of the building that if he shall find any stones in it that are not good they may be changed for this tower is built according to his will sir said i i would know what the building of this tower signifies as also i would be informed concerning this rock and this gate and concerning the mountains and the virgins and the stones that did rise out of the deep and were not cut but put into the building just as they came forth and why the ten stones were first laid in the foundation and then the twenty-five and then the thirty-five then forty also concerning those stones that were put into the building and again taken out and carried back into their places fulfill i pray the desire of my soul as to all these things and manifest all unto me and he said unto me if thou shalt not be dull thou shalt know all and see all the other things that are about to happen in this tower and shall understand diligently all these similitudes and after a few days we came into the same place where we had sat before and he said unto me let us go into the tower for the lord of it will come and examine it so we came thither and found none but those virgins there and he asked them whether the lord of that tower was come thither and they replied that he would be there presently to examine the building after a very little while i saw a great multitude of men coming and in the middle of them a man so tall that he surpassed the tower in height about him were those six who before commanded in the building and all the rest of those who had built that tower and many others of great dignity and the virgins that kept the tower ran to meet him and kissed him and began to walk near unto him but he examined the building with so much care that he handled every stone and struck every one with a rod which he held in his hand of which some being so struck turned black as soot others were rough some looked as if they had cracks in them others seemed maimed some neither black nor white some looked sharp and agreed not with the other stones and others were full of spots these were the several kinds of those stones which were not found proper in the building all which the lord commanded to be taken out of the tower and laid near it and other stones to be brought and put in their places and they that built asked him from which of the mountains he would have stones brought to put in the place of those that were laid aside but he forbade them to bring any from the mountains and commanded that they should take them out of a certain field that was near so they digged in the field and found many bright square stones and some also that were round howbeit all that were found in that field were taken away and carried through the gate by those virgins and those of them that were square were fitted and put into the places of those that were pulled out but the round ones were not put into the building because they were hard and it would have required too much time to cut them but they were placed about the tower as if they should hereafter be cut square and put into the building for they were very white when he who was chief in dignity and the lord of the whole tower saw this he called to him the shepherd that was with me and gave him the stones that were rejected and laid about the tower and said unto him cleanse these stones with all care and fit them into the building of the tower that they may agree with the rest but those that will not suit with the rest cast away far off from the tower when he had thus commanded him he departed with all those that came with him to the tower but those virgins still stood about the tower to keep it and i said unto that shepherd 
how can these stones seeing they've been rejected return into the building of this tower he replied i will cut off the greatest part from these stones and will add them to the building and they will agree with the rest and i said sir how will they be able to fill the same place when they shall be so much cut away he answered they that shall be found too little shall be put in the middle of the building and the greater shall be placed without and keep them in when he had said thus unto me he added let us go and after three days we will return and i will put these stones being cleansed into the tower for all these that are about the tower must be cleansed lest the master of the house chance to come upon the sudden and find those which are about the tower unclean and be so exasperated that these stones should never be put into the building of this tower and i shall be looked upon to have been unmindful of my master's commands when therefore we came after three days to the tower he said unto me let us examine all these stones and let us see which of them may go into the building i answered sir let us see and first of all we began to consider those which had been black for they were found just such as they were when they were pulled out of the tower wherefore he commanded them to be removed from the tower and put by themselves then he examined those which had been rough and commanded many of those to be cut round and to be fitted by the virgins into the building of the tower so they took them and fitted them into the middle of the building and he commanded the rest to be laid by with the black ones for they also were become black next he considered those which were full of cracks and many of those also he ordered to be pared away and so to be added to the rest of the building by the same virgins these were placed without because they were found entire but the residue through the multitudes of their cracks could not be reformed and therefore were cast away from the building of the tower then he considered those that had been maimed many of these had cracks and were become black others had large clefts these he commanded to be placed with those that were rejected but the rest being cleansed and reformed he commanded to be put into the building these therefore the virgins took up and fitted into the middle of the building because they were but weak after these he examined those which were found half white and half black and many of those which were now black these also he ordered to be laid among those that were cast away the rest were found altogether white those were taken up by the virgins and fitted into the same tower and they were put in the outside because they were found entire that so they might keep in those that were placed in the middle for nothing was cut off from them next he looked upon those which had been hard and sharp but few of these were made use of because they could not be cut for they were found very hard but the rest were formed and fitted by the virgins into the middle of the building because they were more weak then he considered those which had spots of these a few were found black and they were carried to their fellows the rest were white and entire and they were fitted by the virgins into the building and placed in the outside by reason of their strength after this he came to consider those stones which were white and round and he said unto me what shall we do with these stones i answered sir i cannot tell he replied canst thou think of nothing then for these i answered sir i understand not this art neither am i a stone cutter nor can i tell anything and he said seest thou not that they are very round now to make them square i must cut off a great deal from them howbeit it is necessary that some of these should go into the building of the tower i answered if it be necessary why do you perplex yourself and not rather choose if you have any choice among them and fit them into the building 
upon this he chose out the largest and brightest and squared them which when he had done the virgins took them up and fitted them into the building and the rest that remained were carried back into the same field from which they were taken howbeit they were not cast away because said he there is yet a little wanting to this tower which is to be built and perhaps the lord will have these stones fitted into this building because they are exceeding white then there were called twelve very stately women clothed with a black garment girded and their shoulders free and their hair loose these seemed to me to be country women and the shepherd commanded them to take up those stones which were cast out of the building and carried them back to the mountains out of which they were taken and they took them all up joyfully and carried them back to their places from whence they had been taken when not one stone remained about the tower he said unto me let us go about this tower and see whether anything be wanting to it we began therefore to go round about it and when he saw that it was handsomely built he began to be very glad for it was so beautifully framed that any one that had seen it must have been in love with the building for it seemed to be all but one stone nor did a joint anywhere appear but it looked as if it had all been cut out of one rock and when i diligently considered what a tower it was i was extremely pleased and he said unto me bring hither some lime and little shells that i may fill up the spaces of those stones that were taken out of the building and put in again for all things about the tower must be made even and i did as he commanded me and brought them unto him and he said unto me be ready to help me and this work will quickly be finished he therefore filled up the spaces of those stones and commanded the place about the tower to be cleansed then those virgins took besoms and cleansed all the place around and took away all the rubbish and threw water on which being done the palace became delightful and the tower beauteous then he said unto me all is now clean if the lord should come to finish the tower he will find nothing whereby to complain of us when he had said this he would have departed but i laid hold on his bag and began to entreat him for the lord's sake that he would explain to me all things that he had shown me he said unto me i have at present a little business but i will suddenly explain all things unto thee tarry here for me till i come i said unto him sir what shall i do here alone he answered thou art not alone seeing all these virgins are with thee i said sir deliver me then unto them then he called them and said unto them i commend this man unto you until i shall come so i remained with those virgins now they were cheerful and courteous unto me especially the four which seemed to be the chiefest among them then those virgins said unto me that shepherd will not return hither to-day i said unto them what then shall i do they answered tarry for him till the evening if perhaps he may come and speak with thee but if not yet thou shalt continue with us till he does come i said unto them i will tarry for him till evening but if he comes not by that time i will go home and return hither again the next morning they answered me as thou art delivered unto us thou mayest not depart from us i said where shall i tarry they replied thou shalt sleep with us as a brother not as a husband for thou art our brother and we are ready from henceforth to dwell with thee for thou art very dear to us howbeit i was ashamed to continue with them but she that seemed to be the chiefest amongst them embraced me and began to kiss me and the rest when they saw that i was kissed by her began also to kiss me as a brother and led me about the tower and played with me End of section 28